The College Basketball Experience Preview and Picks Edition uh, for Monday, December the 10th on the Sports Gambling Podcast is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, props, game lines. Download that Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the College Basketball Experience, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You guys are stuck with me tonight. Moneyline Mac, a.k.a. the former, former video coordinator for Bob Huggins and Frank Martin. Pick Dundee is out. You know, he's being a good husband, future father. He's doing doing family stuff. He'll be back, and he said, we could go later. I said, no, nah, I got it. I got it. I got it tonight. This is the shittiest slate of the year. We got the shittiest week of the year with finals week, so bear with us this week. I think we'll have, what, 10 to 15 games each and every night. So it's going to be a little slow over here on the college experience. But we got some creative uh, topics tonight to uh, pass, I guess, along the time. So, But if you're wondering who the other guy is, you're used to seeing him, the man behind the scenes, the man that makes the college experience go round and round. And he drives a Lambaron, too. He's just he's healthy, too, everybody. He got his sleep. He's ready to go, ready to go for a new week in college hoops. He is Noah Beanick, a.k.a. the Storm and Lumberon from Michigan. No, what's up, brother? No promises on the healthy part. You know, <laughs> there might be some spare coughs. It's just the asthma kicking in every once in a while. But no, dude, I'm 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 ready to jump into this. You know, like whenever I miss a show, as I mean, I just sit behind the scenes. So sometimes it's hard to know if you're a listener that Noah is not in the show. But you get yep. Colby like making up a story about how the LeBaron's <laughs> just across town or some other country. Uh, you know, t- today Colby he's just at a parade, so uh, he, it's his last uh, you know Christmas parade before he becomes the the Christmas An father. So yes. yeah, uh, some fun times over there. Uh, but yeah, I mean we, we've got he left us a great slate to pick. I gotta <laughs> admit. I mean, you're you're not you're not excited for uh we got we do have day basketball by the way we have commerce and northern Colorado so it's good in my book but uh you know what guys you knew we weren't just gonna go two man side by side we're gonna go third man in the box and let's bring him from behind the scenes you guys know him from the past on the college experience he is Mr. Nicola, sorry, Nick Famila. Sorry, I can't fucking talk right now. Nicholas Famila, uh, and also known as CBB Nick. Nick, welcome back to the College Experience. Good to have you back, brother. I know we uh, we did a couple of previews together, so what's up, man? What's good, guys? Going good. Had a, had a good day, good last couple of days of, of college basketball. Looking forward to this uh, really wagon of a slate tomorrow. But, yeah, this, week, this weekend was really good. good. Really good games this weekend. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Noah, why don't you lead it off here with our recap, and we'll just dive through this. Uh, by the way, Sunday was a good day. Another winning day for me, 12 out of the last 14 in the green. 
We'll touch on each and every game. I won a couple lock battles. Uh, we'll touch on each and every one. That's why That's why Colby's ducking the show. He got slaughtered. Yes. Slaughtered <laughs> in the fucking lock battles today. It, that St. John's fucking shit out of here. And, uh, and, and Sparty. Get both of them out of here. Way overrated. Yeah, I was I was a bit weak on the lock battles too. Uh, three and three day for me personally, um, and I, yeah, I don't think I won a lock battle. Uh, Nick, personally, did you tally up how you did today? Yeah, I uh, just college basketball talk. I went five and one. I was on the opposite of a couple of those games. I actually had Boston College plus the five and a half and the Nebraska plus the three and a half. So those ones were, you know, a little bit of a sweaty uh, game towards the end. But yeah, college basketball went five and one. I it would have been a clean sweep if Colorado and, and Miami got two more points for me at the end. But we'll we'll take a five and one. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, just shove it right into my face. I'm loading up our picks page to make sure <laughs> that I don't forget which picks I actually had yesterday's show. But, the I mean, the, the open it up, I mean, the first game on today's slate was Fordham in a barn burner, knocked off North Texas 60-59. to 59. We were kind of all over this one, Mac. Uh, this is a lock yes. of ours. Uh, it might have even been a triple lock with Fordham. You know, North Texas struggles away from home. Any takeaways other than that? Yeah, no, I, it kind of was a home game for Fordham. And, by the way, everybody, don't – bet at four o'clock in the morning or four 30 in the morning <laughs> drunk because my dumb ass took North Texas last night. Thank God. Right before the game, I checked my bet slip to make sure I got it in. I said, no, 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 no. I wanted Fordham. So I had to, I had to throw a little bit more on Fordham to get a little bit in the green, but uh should have been a bigger win for me. But yeah, we were all over that Fordham lock. That was a triple lock of ours last night. So yeah, don't drunk bet f- at four 30 in the morning, everybody. That's the life <laughs> lesson from Moneyline Mac tonight. All right. Uh, Nick, did you catch any of this game? Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it. I wasn't personally on it, but I'm, I'm not surprised that Fordham could have got it done. North Texas is kind of a weird team for me. I kind of just have to figure them out still going going uh, you know, further on in the season this year. Yeah, personally, I didn't catch this, and the chat knows that I have weird sleeping hours. I actually, by the grace of God, woke up today to a couple of notifications saying that the audio was bad on uh, the podcast side of things with the with the show so i was able to fix that around like 10 25 ish um sorry if that impacted anybody's uh like typical listening schedule to the show but um you know things happen technology doesn't always cooperate especially when you're working with one colby dent uh providence they win by 20 against brown 74 54 uh, and they cover that minus 15 and a half um Colby locked up Brown. Mac, did you lock up the uh, Brown guys? Yeah, I, yeah, I locked up the Brown guys. They're fucking terrible, man. I, I'm done with this team. I can't keep taking them. They keep letting me down. But I will say they beat Rhode Island out right on the money line, so got a little bit back earlier in the week. But, uh, yeah, Brown, man, Brown is so up and down. They are so up and down. You can't, you can't, you can't, can't really put a thumb on this team, man. The, the cocaine bears, I don't know, man. Hit or miss. They are, they are. Uh, Nick, anything on the Friars getting the win by 20? Yeah, I mean, Providence uh, at home is a kind of a wagon, right? They're shooting 66% from the field. Brown, like Max said, uh, this team, I don't know. I, I wanted to hop on them early on in the season, but, I mean, seeing their, their last couple of performances, I'm, I'm staying away from Brown. Yeah, Providence it, it, it is now, Providence <laughs> is now what... 7-0 at home, and Bryce Hopkins had 17 points in this game, so another good game from him. Yeah, we, we got to stop betting against Providence at home. And, and, you know, when Brown wins, love the Brown guys. 
when Brown loses. <laughs> I'm racist and I hate the Brown guys. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding everybody you gotta make a little bit of light but yeah no the brown brown did not look good today so uh boston 73 up. wagner 59 uh bu not only did they cover the plus three and a half they win this thing outright i was on the terriers for the show colby took wagner mac where were you on this game what'd you think i had no feel uh so i took boston in the point so kind of was a flip of a coin just looking at it um Good win for Boston. I felt like they were due, so good win over Wagner. Wagner's up and down too, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we kind of talked about BU on our preview show a couple weeks ago, and I thought they were going to be a little bit better this year as compared to last year, but I was leaning Wagner at home on this one, um, like on our picks page, but yeah, no real like action for me on this one. BU's Otto Landrum dropped 19, 8, and 6 in this game. Pretty impressive. Uh, next one on the slate was Iowa State, just absolutely drummed Prairie View. Uh, Colby, I, I was on Colby the Cyclones. Tried. I was tried. on the Cyclones. I, I mean, they won 107 to 56. They won this thing by 51 points, and Prairie View put up 56 points. Uh, pretty impressive showing, albeit against a Prairie View team that has looked, uh, you know, teeter totterish so far this season, Mac, right. Yeah, uh, I I told Cole, Colby wanted to lock up Prairie I said, dude, don't. Hey, Ames, <laughs> Iowa. Ames, Iowa, man. Like, they're, they're a wagon. They're going to roll in Big 12 play whenever they play at the Coliseum. Now, when they hit the road, fade their ass. Nick? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to stand in front of Iowa State right now, so I'll, <laughs> I'll keep riding them until uh, the, the wheels fall off. Until they hit the right. road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this one was one of the Courtney Love uh, games of the day. Uh, Winthrop. They go to Little Cock and they blow them out 85 to 68. Um, we were all tricked by uh, the Trojan man uh, and took the points there. Uh, Mac, Winthrop looks kind of good. Yeah, they are good. I, I like the spot for Little Cock, but uh, nah, they, they got drilled right off the bat. This is bad play by us. So took it on the chin here early, but don't worry. We're about to heat up here during this uh, slate that we're about to dive into. <laughs> yeah, Winthrop's offense has been pretty decent. I'm actually surprised at how good they've been. I, I was kind of with you guys, um, like leaning towards Little Rock, but I mean, Winthrop came out and smashed them, so good for them. Yeah, I thought it was an okay spot here as like Winthrop, they had were one and two on uh road games so far this season, only a three point win against Coastal Carolina. I was like, you know what, Coastal's not that great. Little Rock will throw a pick on them uh, uh, on the website. Uh, didn't quite work out. Also, uh, what didn't quite work out. I think all three of us were on Princeton last night, Mac, right? Um, St. Joe's outlasts the Tigers yeah. 74 to 70. Yeah, no, I I mean, this is a great win. Princeton had the lead early on, but, I mean, St. Joe's big-time win. One of the final unbeatens finally falls. Well, it was Princeton's first loss since the Sweet 16. So, yeah. Princeton's been playing freaking good ball, man. Um but, yeah, I mean, great win for St. Joe's. I mean, you look at what St. Joe's has done in the non-con. They almost won at Kentucky. They're at 8-2. They beat Villanova, beat the shit out of Villanova, beat Temple. This is a good team headed into A-10 play. Shit. Glad I didn't bet this because I probably would have done Princeton, but I, I thought it was a coin flip game. Nick, what did you think? This was a pretty good game today. Yeah, I was on uh, St. Joe's Moneyline. I was talking with my buddy Tyler, and I think we were kind of getting – 
maybe not, you know, like a, a little bit of a, a discount on St. Joe's being how good Princeton's been being a nine and O team um, heading into St. Joe's. And like Mac touched on it, like they went to OT versus Kentucky. They beat the shit out of Villanova. Like this team can play with the big dogs. So I think we were getting a little bit of a, a good price on St. Joe's at home. So yeah, I was on them on the money line. So that was a good game. And Mac, this next one, I think you just need to be put in timeout. Uh, you were the one that you were kind of like the, the flag bearer for Detroit yesterday. Uh, cause Northwestern 91 <laughs> to 59. This is never, never, never close. Uh, well, I mean, they're getting 25. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> usually not going to be close when you're getting 25. You're just betting the spot and you, you, sometimes you're going to eat shit on these, but we definitely yeah, have been you know, on the right side of more of these shit spots, but Northwestern yeah. has just beat number one in the country. They're due for a letdown. Unfortunately, Detroit and these goddamn Michigan teams keep, fucking screwed me uh yeah no detroit's god awful terrible terrible detroit, detroit they're just they're a different roster than what they were perceived to be in the preseason you just got to give them time you can't even back them until horizon league play when they'll be at home in some of these games and then actually they're backable here but you just got to let their price tank in the market and then you can slide back in later uh because i they, they're still like one and eight ATS or one in nine ATS. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. And this was, they were not even close to this line. Nick, any takeaways from this game? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think once again, to, I think once they get into horizon play, we'll see some weird spots where they might even be able to pull some wins out. The horizon gets real weird when they're in conference play. Like I think we saw even like Oakland played earlier in the season who has been like a wagon, but they got like whopped by IPFW like a week ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, this Detroit Morrissey team is, is really shit. They're not very good. This I have a public – go, go ahead. ahead. No, uh, you I was go. saying, Noah, this is the point of the day. So I started one and five today, and then I got really rolling here in a second. But I'm like, you know what? You've won, you, You've been rolling. You've won 11 out of 13 days, and you decided that you were smarter than everybody, and you bet uh, Brown at Providence, Little Cock, and then you bet <laughs> Detroit. You deserve to take it on the chin one day and be humbled. So at this point, I was like, well, let me get upstairs in the fridge and just start pouring them back because I'm about to take it on the chin today. But, hey, it turned around the momentum of the day is what I've learned. So uh, no more Detroit <laughs> for me, no more Little Cock, and uh, probably no more Brown. I can't do I can't do this for three teams anymore. They, they hurt too much to watch. So, guys, I have a public service announcement. There's an update to my Indiana basketball power rankings. I got Purdue at number one, Indiana State's number two in the state. Yes. Both yeah. states third. Ball State's, State third. Ball State's above Indiana. Uh, Ball State beats uh, SIU Edwardsville 83-71. to 71. The cards are now 8-2, I believe. I looked at this earlier. 8-2. Yep. Uh, so uh, they've got a dance with Indiana State next. Uh, neutral court, Indianapolis. This Saturday, Ball State, Indiana State. It's going to be a great game. Uh, I've got Ball State ahead of Indiana in my Indiana basketball power rankings. Your your thoughts, Matt? I mean, yeah, uh, Mike Lewis, a uh, what Mick Cronin guy coming over there. They went twenty and twelve last year, eight and two. I think they're about to get fucking whacked by Indiana State, though. I think I think yeah. the Sycamores <laughs> on a whole, are on a whole different level than these uh, Ball State. What are they? The Cardinals? Yeah. Cardinals, so, yeah. I, but hey, you got to give credit where it's due. Eight and two, winners of three in a row. They're only lost, you know, to Little Cock by 30. No big deal. Uh, we were on that one. I don't know how Ball State lost to Little Cock by 30, but, uh, yeah, college basketball at its finest. <laughs> 
Nick. Yeah, Ball State's good, and uh, I'm with you guys on Indiana State. I think we've been, uh, you know, me and Trevor and and Huff have been kind of riding Indiana State. I've tailed, I've I've bet their team total like four times this year, and they just like don't miss. I feel like they they'll run up the score on Ball State. I, I really like uh, that matchup though. It was a, that'll be a really good game. <laughs> Remember the name Bashir Jihad for Saturday: twenty-seven <laughs> points, ten rebounds. Uh, great game for him for Ball wow. State. Uh, the next one here was. Uh, you know, VCU, 86-58 against Alcorn State. They covered the 14-and-a-half. Colby was on Alcorn State. Mac, where were you in this game? I think I took the points just because I don't trust VCU. Um, good win, though. But I did not I did not bet this. Yeah, VCU is hard, hard for me to figure out. I, I go against them, and they look awesome. I bet on them, and they look shit. So it's really hard for me to like get a feel for VCU. Um, I, th- I think on our picks page, I took VCU, but I'm not hundred percent sure, but I mean, it, it, you know, good stomp spot for him over Alcorn, but we'll see how VCU plays when they get into like conference play. I'd tell you, however, I'm like 175 picks down the page and I can't scroll to the top to know nope. what column's yours. Uh, <laughs> the next game on our slate was Charleston. They win by 15 against Rhode Island at home, uh, 85, 74, uh, the Cougars here. Mac, your thoughts? Uh, is Charleston just uh, ready to roll again here in conference play coming? They're up? they're really good at home, and, and Colby can thank me for this. He was he wanted to lock Rhode Island. I said <laughs> no, 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 no. Rhode Island's not very good. Charleston's good at home. This line kind of reeks and telling you that Charleston's getting ready to fuck them up, and they did. So uh, Charleston, I I don't know. I think they're pretty solid. So good uh good win um they're not as good as last year obviously the historic year where they won 30 plus games once the ncaa tournament but you look at it quietly winners of four out of five after the one and three slow start yeah i think charleston again is like one team that i really can't seem to figure out this early in the season i think they'll be fine heading into conference play and they'll they'll rack up some wins but against these like bigger opponents uh, i mean they did get a nice win over liberty um and and kent state so i don't know i just can't figure them out the chat's on to me here with the Ball State Indiana basketball power rankings. If I was hmm. saying they're 356th in non-constrained schedule, you're just trying just, to shit on the it's Hoosiers. Just a, it's just a bit, yeah. <laughs> um, Michigan, but everybody, no, by the way, <laughs> no, notable player uh, who didn't play for the Rams, David Fuchs or Fox, uh, for the 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 cultured college experience listeners out there. Um, the next game on the slate was, uh, I mean, Colby, I'm sure would love to talk about this one. Uh, he doubted him once again, like another big game for Colorado and he's fading him. I don't know what's going on here, but Colorado plus one and a half seemed pretty free the entire game. Mac, you locked this one up, correct? Oh, my biggest play of the day. (laughs) This Miami (laughs) team is so overrated, man. They don't guard anybody. It was like a layup line out there for Colorado. Now, I, I shit, I'll, I'll shit on Miami. Like, I think they're overrated. I, I, I don't think that they can go on another run. They miss uh, Jordan Miller. They, they don't, they're even worse than they were last year defensively. Now, on the other side, Colorado's good, man. Uh, Lampkin, Silva, they got size. They, 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 they play together. They're old. I think they didn't even have NCAA. Cody Williams in this yeah. game, by the way, who's been like one of their most recent, like, leading scorers. His past four games, he was averaging like 19 and a half points for the buffs. So uh, that was one of the underdog plays that I gave out yesterday. So if you played that one single, it pushed. But uh, the loser and everything that I gave out yesterday was Doug McDaniel. Um, We'll get to that in a little bit. 
Uh, Mac, any, anything else on the on the Buffs Canes game? I kind of jumped in and interrupted you there. No, all good. Uh, I mean, you just look at Colorado. Yeah, they they stumbled a couple times against Colorado State on the road. That was a good game. Florida State's the one that they kind of gave away, but yeah. this is an NCAA tournament team that can win games. I think. I think they could get to the second weekend. Miami. I'm interested to see how they do in, in ACC play. I agree, uh, Mac. Actually, I'll go to Nick on this real quick. Um, first off, your viewpoint, we're going to get to USC in a little bit, but I want to bring mm. it up now. Um, the top three in the Pac-12 seemed pretty uh, clear-cut uh, to us, in, in our opinion. It was uh, a mix of Arizona, USC, Colorado. You could rank it any which way. Um, Arizona currently the number one team in the country. Yep. Do you like Colorado more than USC currently? Uh, after this type of performance, yeah, definitely. I think yeah. USC has USC has dropped, especially yeah, dropping their game against Long Beach State today is like something that they can't do at home. And then Colorado in a neutral court, um, like stomps Miami. Who, yeah, they're they're definitely not as good as they were last year. <clears throat> excuse me, not as good as they were last year and very bad defensively. But I still think beating that type of team by what twenty seven points is definitely something that you can't just like go you know bush to the side. Like De Silva had an awesome game. Lampkin was there getting boards down low. That's what Miami struggles with the size you put a big man like Lampkin down there I mean Omir fouls out they have no chance so yeah I really like Colorado I think uh, having them at the two spot um, obviously under Arizona is probably where they belong facts great points there um, Mac counting to uh, you know a, a state of the union here with North Alabama they were favored in this game against Morehead State whether you want to say that kind of smelled or not yeah. uh, it's up to, it's up for debate but they lose at nine at home against the Eagles here um, what happened here? I was kind of surprised by this one. I thought that they were going to get it done. Uh, they've been playing good basketball. They almost won a K state. They were what five and four headed into the game. Good win for Moorhead though. So Moorhead over less head in North Alabama today comes through. <laughs> Nick, any input on this? No, I think it's a good win for, for Moorhead over North Alabama. Like Max said, that, that win over Kansas state made me, you know, pay attention a little bit closer to them, but, uh, I didn't really have my eyes on this one today. Rob Donaldson's putting Utah second in the Pac-12. And, yeah, that wasn't an option that I gave the guys. Um, but I like that you'd squat a lot too right now, especially after they just captured me against BYU yesterday. Um, next game on the slate, I mean, this was this was the Civil War in, in the college basketball experience uh, landscape. We, we had the Tommies hitting the road to play Chicago State. And what do you know? The Tommies went in there and they took care of business by 16 against the Cougars. 16. Yeah. So uh, do, do the Tommies have the road legs this year, Mac? Dude, the Tommies are fucking rolling all of a sudden. Six and four. <laughs> and watch out, Marquette screaming Eagles. A little sleepy spot on a, on a finals week. The Tommies come in. They might freaking pass, pass, pivot, pivot. Keep the game within single digits. <laughs> Who they almost they, they fucked with Creighton last year. That's who they almost yes. beat last year. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, oh, I'm locking them against Marquette. Let's go. Yeah, Marquette oh, has Marquette has Providence uh, at Providence after that game too. So yeah, oh yeah, big time. Uh, yeah. St. Thomas they competed. Line. They competed with Creighton on opening night last year. Uh, I think that's the one that you were calling back to. Um, so yeah, maybe uh, Creighton last year they were looking ahead to the almighty North Dakota uh, fighting Hawks. So <laughs> don't uh, overlook them year. Tommies, man. The fundamentals are back. 
True, true. Uh, you want to know who else had fundamentals? Uh, Central Arkansas, as I took down EIEIO. Um, 73-70 on the road. This busted a couple of locks on last night's show, correct? Yeah, yeah. Colby locked EIEIO. I was like, <laughs> dude, you can't do it two in a row. Like, it's, it's a rule. Uh, that line reeked. I mean, Central Arkansas, what a week. They beat uh, Little Cock, then EIEIO. So, 2 and a week for uh, the Central Arkansas the hell's their mascot? The Bears? Bears. Yeah. Yep. When in doubt, just it's usually a bulldog or bear. <laughs> like fucking 50 of these teams that are bulldogs or bears. A lot of creativity in this sport. Eagles, Wildcats. Yeah, Wildcats. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh Nick, any input on Central Arkansas, Eastern Illinois? I was almost with Colby. I almost took uh EIEIO oh. on my side too. Thank God I stayed away from it. But yeah, the, I, I almost took the cheese because that spread was very small for a team that I thought could definitely handle Central Arkansas at home. But thank God I uh, stayed away. All right. I'll give Colby his kudos on this pick though. I think this is one of his favorite picks of the slate. Uh, he said it like instantly that the line was just off. Tennessee Tech. Uh, they lose yeah. by one at East Tennessee State, uh, 73-72. Uh, this line is plus seven and a half. I know he locked it up. Did you lock it up too, Mac? Yeah, no, this was one he he nudged me on, and I joined him. I agreed with him. Uh, I thought it was a little high. Tennessee Tech's good as a dog this year. They've come through multiple times on some of these six, seven, eight-point lines. So Tennessee Tech, good showing. Uh, East Tennessee State, uh, I'm sure it's glad to get out of there alive. They could have lost this game. Yeah, for sure. Nick, uh, anything on the, this uh, Tennessee battle here? No, I agree with Mac. I think if they're catching, you know, a couple possessions, they're definitely like in these one possession games, like they're they're right in there at till the very end. So, you know, if you're catching a, a couple possessions with them, definitely give them a look. All right, Nick, I'll hit you. I'll hit you with this one first. Uh, Memphis, impressive win. They go into College Station, 81-75. Uh, this one stumped the whole panel yesterday. It was a triple lock. Uh, where were you on this game, and uh, did you catch any of it? What do you think? I honestly, this was such a coin flip for me because I hate, I really hate that this Memphis team is um, pretty good because I want to hate on Penny Hardaway. <laughs> I, I really think Penny Hardaway is like not a good coach, but he seems to prove me wrong every time I, I you know, say that out loud. Um, so this is a really good win for them. I've, I've backed AM a lot this this season, and they're also a very good squad. So definitely an impressive win for Memphis on the road at Texas A&M. Um, I, I, like I said, it was a coin flip for me. I didn't bet it. I could. I think you could make an argument for either side. I obviously, I, I did lean slightly towards AM, obviously being at home and being how they've played all season. Um, but I got to give it to this Memphis squad. They they look really good. Yeah, Memphis basically led for the entire game. And you touched yeah. on something, uh, maybe Penny questionable, questionable uh, status as good coach, bad coach. Um, Mac, I pulled a clip from a press conference. You let me know if this is good coach, bad coach, all right? <laughs> He's still sick as far as I know, to be very honest with you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so that's, that's Penny Hardaway's uh, response to a question in the press conference asking – how uh, Louisiana fresh transfer from the portal in the latest uh, offseason, Louisiana big man Jordan uh, Brown is basically like missing from the team right now. MIA yeah. missing in action. Um, good coach, bad coach. Your takeaways from this game, Mac. Oh, first off, good win by Memphis. Uh, f- fuck uh, Jordan Brown is what they're saying. We don't need you. Uh, I mean, David Jones goes for 29. Javon Quinterly, 24. They controlled the game. Horrible pick by us. AM never had a shot. Uh, and, and 
I talked about it too, man. I thought AM was going to get their guys back. They got their guys back, but they yeah. got punched in the mouth right from the get go. This was three straight road games for Memphis. Beyond impressive that they were able to get up here um, after going to overtime with VCU earlier in the week, and then they lost at Ole Miss. So well done, Memphis Tigers here. And uh, man, I, I mean, I'm impressed. I, this team seems to be getting better. They were playing their best ball at the end of last year. And, you know, at least with Penny Hardaway, he seems confused, but at least he, he's got a little shit to him while he's confused. It's not like Kenny Payne where it's <laughs> like he confused me when he played zone defense. I was confused that we were losing to DePaul by 20 points. <laughs> so well done, Penny Hardaway. Good job. They've yeah, got a They've got Go tough ahead. games coming up too. They're they Clemson they and, Vir- they're Clemson not and Virginia are coming insane. to town. Like obviously they'll be at home for these games, but Clemson, I'll touch, we'll touch on it later. Uh, at least I, I will. I, Clemson is fucking impressive too, and them coming into Memphis is going to be an awesome game. Yeah, I love the Tigers, the Clemson Tigers. Not, not I'm not sold on the Memphis Tigers yet. I mean, <laughs> yep, we'll, I we'll see after the two game stretch you're talking about because it is. Hey, well, Go one ahead. thing too, they don't have Houston in their league anymore, so. I know yeah, they had yeah. FAU, but we we saw them in FAU play last year. Those two Close. teams, it was it was neck and neck. So I would say that they're probably one two there in the American. Yeah. In Penny's defense, he started to figure out Kelvin Sampson in Houston at the very very end. Like he would knock him off once a year. Um, well, he we had much had, talent. <laughs> He's yeah. always a talent. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's never been the problem. That's one reason why I never really yeah. get fully behind Memphis teams. David Jones went for 29. Javon Quinterly went for 24. The rest of the team kind of, you know, pedestrian numbers, uh, just box score watching from this game. Um, but still, just an impressive win given the spot that they were in. Uh, the next game on the slate was uh, – I'm, I'm repping the baseball jersey. The Long Beach State Dirtbags uh, or, the, or the beach, they go into the uh, the, the press room, uh, the TMZ zone, uh, where all the casual basketball fans show up. Uh, and, I, did I, I'm, I'm shitting on the situation. Like, shout out to Bronny James. This is his first game back. Um, act, like, truthfully, like, a hell of a comeback. It was actually pretty quick after cardiac arrest too. Very impressive. And in limited minutes, he looked pretty good. He was energized, um, had very good bursts of energy, uh, sprinting down back, back and forth to the court, had a couple of highlights. Granted, uh, the media was putting out every little thing that he did from this game. Mac, your takeaways as the Trojans, the main headline of the game, they lose 84 to 79 to Long Beach State. I saw this coming from a mile away. This team, this team is fool's gold, man. Everybody, you got to always fade the team that gets all the hype. USC, I mean, well, why are they at the top of Sports Center right now when they lost to Long Beach State? You wouldn't even know that they lost the game outright and blew an 18-point lead. Now, yeah. they've not only lost to them, they've also lost to UC Irvine. They've lost four games on the year. We'll see how the committee does it when we get there. They're going to have plenty of chances because the Pac-12 is good. We talked about it with uh, Arizona, Oregon, Utah, Colorado. They're going to have plenty of chances, Washington. Um, but as of right now, this is an NIT team. They just have a lot of hype because they have a guy named uh, with the last name James on the roster. So, you know, I mean, hey, <laughs> shout out to the James family. They they won the makeup, uh, the made-up tournament. I guess that's how these uh, LeBron fans want to try and, uh, I guess, catch up to Jordan. But I hate to break it to you. That's not a championship. And Michael Jordan is still the GOAT. And that's the bottom line. 
that's all so, my NBA for the year. Mac, you seem pretty passionate about this take here. What do you think about like COVID bubble championships? Asterix. <laughs> because only because it fits my narrative. Nah, it's, yeah. it, it probably counts, but he did have all the rules going in his favor. He he's good at he's good when he can control everything, but yeah, he, he's not even close to the number twenty three that played for the Chicago Bulls. Get that crap out of here, <laughs> Nick. Fraud, your takeaway? I mean, Long Beach State. Uh, they go in there. Marcus Sonis drops twenty seven. Uh, very impressive game. I mean, I still have some nightmares after him doing that to Michigan. So, uh, Nick, yeah. your take. Yeah, I think this Long Beach State is definitely some uh, a team that you can't look past if you're one of these big Power Six teams. Like we've seen them, they've taken down Michigan. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you count DePaul for what it's worth, uh, but now <laughs> U- but now USC too. Like, and like you said, like yeah, you know USC getting all the the hype from from the media and everything. Obviously, you know, happy Bronny James is okay and glad to see him on the court. And I think he'll be like a, a decent role player for this yeah. team once he's fully healthy and, and you know everything's going. But yeah, I mean. Like Max said, if if everyone's there with the cameras on them, I mean, Long Beach State was like walking into uh, all of that and and got the outright win. So good for them. Yeah, that was something that I wanted to touch on. That was a good point that you made uh, early in the season. Like, I I really I liked USC, and I I still mm-hmm. think that I think they have one of the better backcourts in the country. Um, but as as he settles in here, I'm looking to see if Bronny James is willing to adopt the role. I think he's more of a defensive player on this team and more of just kind of a uh, um, uh, morale type. I mean, you look at his box score in in, uh, 18 minutes today. uh, He had two blocks. He had two assists. I I think he's going to be able to appear in the stat sheet in those kind of ways rather than the points. Um, And then shout out to TVDBJ in the chat. Uh, one of your co-hosts on the podcast, the Pump Fake Podcast, uh, he goes, uh, Brownie broke LeBron's uh, NCAA point total today. So shout out to uh, Brownie. Uh, already won uh, a trophy on your closet there. Um, and Aveta uh, is also in the chat, so I'm going to talk about, like, I had a, I had a tweet, a March Madness Twitter account. I don't know if you guys know the one that I'm talking about, but you would think, like, the tournament, that represents all 32 conferences, all 362 teams is willing to tweet about and provide news on all of the games going on for the entire day. No, uh, Iveta actually did the hard work and counted up their posts for today. And it was like 10 of 14. were all about Brani today. Like there were 30 something games going on and you represent all of college basketball. So in my opinion, it was just annoying. Um, I, I know that's a big story, but uh, Mac, were you going to say something? I, the other thing to kind of put a bow on USC because they are going to be a big topic from here on out. I know uh, Baracho or however the hell you pronounce it in the chat say move on. Unfortunately, USC is going to be front and center from here on out, and I kind of think this is going to be a dumpster fire team because <laughs> if if Bronny's not playing as many minutes as LeBron wants him to play, I think there's going to be big time distractions. Like you said, Bronny's a good role player but he's not the type of guy that everybody wants to make him out to be. So I'm interested to see with the TMZ aspect, the distractions. I don't see this team getting to the dance, man. Too many distractions for me. Too much noise. I'm interested. I'm interested to see like, or to know what that camp actually is thinking. Like, are are they thinking this is like a one and done or two years and get out and go play NBA with dad? Or this is a four year type thing. Cause if he's a four year college player, I think he's actually going to be, 
kind of good given yeah. uh, a couple of years in this program. Uh, Nick, yeah. you, you were going to say something. Yeah, I think we'll see maybe like how things play out too, just with what happened to him early in the season. Like, I don't know if I, I get what you're saying. Like LeBron might, you know, intervene a bit and say Bronny needs to play, you know, 30 minutes a game or something. But uh, I guess it also depends on like how much he can handle right now. So that also plays into like, is he going to be a one year guy and LeBron just pulls him up to the league because it's his league or is he going to give him some time to play and, you know, recover from what happened? Cause I think, like you said, if you give this guy three years, you know, on a, on a college team, like he's going to be good, but he's not going to, he's not going to stuff those points numbers in the box where he's going to be exactly what you said. He's going to be, he's going to get you your boards, your blocks, your steals. And of course he'll score, but he's not going to put up, you know, 22 points a game or whatever. Yeah. And uh, for those uh, listening on podcasts, you can tune in on youtube.com slash college basketball experience and jump in the live chat and interact with us throughout the show. Rob has a funny comment here too. Bronny also suppressed Le- LeBron for total losses in the NCAA college basketball. Um, and then also Aveta. Like I-, I think this is like the actual account that represents March Madness. I don't think this is like one fan that runs the account. Maybe he's just logged into the wrong account. (laughs) I don't know. Like Andy Katz posts shit from there all the time and it's also wrong and it just does it for engagements and clicks. So uh, unfortunately it's not going anywhere, man. Unfortunately they're going to, they're going to keep talking about him in USC. Yeah, I completely agree. It's what you expect, right? This college football did the same thing with Colorado. Like these media outlets are going to do whatever people want to see, like click on. Yeah. Uh, moving on, the next game. I believe the words that Mac uttered yesterday: most overrated, undefeated team in the country. They sure. go in and defeat UCF in the moon bounce, as Colby calls it, seventy to sixty-eight. And holy shit, they almost gargled up their food in the final minutes of this. That game. ending was crazy. Ole Miss seventy sixty-eight. Mac, your take. I mean, they are the most overrated team. I mean, they're more, they're not, Houston's not overrated. <laughs> Arizona's not overrated. Baylor, Oklahoma, Clemson, JMU aren't overrated. Oh, this is lucky as hell. They got so lucky. He fouled them at the end, but I mean, they probably, they were the better team. Uh, UCF, man, they're so up and down. Good win for Ole Miss. I mean, they've, they've been on a nice little streak here. I still don't think they're that good. They're still trying to figure out how they want to play with Moose Cisse and uh, Sharp and all those guys, and they might get some more reinforcements, but good wins over Memphis, NC State, and UCF at the bounce house. Nick? Yeah, I, I was. I watched a lot of this game because I had the over uh, 137 and a half, and luckily, <laughs> homie tried to brick that free throw at the very end, and it soared up into the ceiling and then came back down to the end of the basket. <laughs> so that, that free throw covered the over. But yeah, I mean, I think, like Max said, I think as a 9-0 and team, we're not – Put, we're not comparing them to Arizona for sure. Um, but no. again, they have another, they have an easy, you know, next couple games um, with Cal, Troy, Southern Miss, and Bryant. Like if they can give Tennessee a fight um, in that game in the beginning of January, that's when we'll really see them play like a team that's going to be way better than them. Um, and we'll see how they fare against them. But yeah, their schedule, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they're 13 and 0 heading into that Tennessee game. I agree. They're, and mi- next, they're Mississippi next, uh, State of last year. Yes, I, I think so as well. But Mississippi State also made the tournament, and that's just what mm-hmm. my prediction was for this Ole Miss team. I think they're good enough to get in. I have yeah. them like eighth or ninth in the SEC. Um, yeah, what Nick was uh, referring to is they play Tennessee sa- uh, Saturday, January 6th. That's their first SEC game, um, also their third road game of the season. So I uh, can't wait till we get the balls in that smash spot as well. Mac, do you want to hit an ad before we finish the second half of the recap here? 
I can't do that for you because the college experience is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy because it has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long on NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite uh, players' fantasy stats and cash in. Noah, um, I'm so, assuming that we don't have any underdog plays for tomorrow because the slate is straight ass. Yeah, because the slate is pretty bad right now, there's no uh, current player projections out there. Um, but reviewing from yesterday, um, the, the three that I gave out on the show, Cody Williams, uh, 13 and a half points. That was a push. It was voided. He did not play for Colorado. Doug McDaniel had zero points in the first half. He finishes with like 11 and seven, uh, just completely fell asleep through the first half against Iowa. Um, but Ben Creeke, I figured out that's how you pronounce his name apparently today. Um, cause I watched the broadcast. Uh, he went higher than 17 and a half points. Again, Michigan can't stop the leading scorer of the opposing team. And Tyson Walker, higher than 15 and a half points. This one was a sweat. He also had a slow start to this game for Michigan State, who ended up losing to Nebraska. We'll get to that game in a little bit. But yeah, back to you, Mac. Yeah, so I uh, follow uh, on the X Twitter, whatever it is now, um, Noah Beanick and the college experience will give out some underdog plays tomorrow because. Um, they're going to be late releasing this, especially with the smaller slate. So you can watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little bit of cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you use the sign-up code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. All right. The the chat's absolutely loving the ending of the Ole Miss game because uh, it, it was very wild. Um, but we move on to, you know, UNC Greensboro. They don't get the cover. Uh, this one, depending on your number, number you might have been hooked here. Um, they win by nine against Elon, 82 to 73. Um, Mac, any takeaways from this game? Yeah, me and Dundee locked to set like 13 last night. So this was a winner. Uh, good win by Greensboro to get out of there alive. It's a little bit of a scare here, but uh, Greensboro did their job. Don't lose, don't lose a game you're supposed to win. Nick, anything I hear? Uh, no, I had I hate Greensboro because I had them against Eastern Kentucky the other their game prior to this, and they couldn't do anything until the final thirty seconds. So I hate this team. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, good for them. I mean, Mac, you got some nice CLV on that thirteen and a half. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. that's what I do. that's why we do the show at midnight for the one millionth time everybody i don't just do it so i can drink and pound beers and yell at colby (laughs) well you you kind of do it for that too Um, it's it's, it's part of it the one the one thing colby comes in handy for is the soundboard uh in case you haven't noticed we haven't been playing any uh sound effects tonight but uh if he was here he'd be playing like some lock battle victory music because mac uh, came out victorious here. I'm not sure Boston College ever really trailed this game in important minutes against St. John's. The Eagles win six, 86 to 80 against the Johnnies. Um, Mac, both Colby and I locked this up. You were on the other side. Uh, what's your takeaway from the game? Yeah, some more fade TMZ for me. So I faded Miami today. <laughs> I faded USC today. Faded St. John's today. Um, uh, you're, you're selling yourself a little bit short. They did lead by 10. Soriano had a big dunk, but. I thought Boston College, man, bounced back after that uh, 
out of the timeout. Uh, Quinn and Post had a big game, 14 and 11 and nine assists. So I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know what I think of this St. John's team. I don't think they're very good. I watched them against West Virginia. I know they found a way to win, but that's against seven guys. And I just don't – I'm not bought in on the St. John's team. I can guarantee one thing. They're not going to be in the top four Big East, yes. like Colby yes. said. So Colby's yes. going to have to buy me a drink. They're nowhere near those <laughs> buy other Buy me teams. a drink, too. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I said leading in important minutes because, yes, they were up 10, but they were also favored by six and a half at the six, closing yeah. number as well. So, like, they were, they were up a possession on the spread at their very peak during the game. But Boston College was always in this. Um, and they had the lead for most of the time that I was watching it, given that uh, also the Michigan game was on side-by-side um for me but yeah i mean st john's i I thought it was a good spot like again it was kind of like the madison square garden spot for their first game in brooklyn uh i thought there would be a lot of hype here um and i wasn't sure how good boston college is i knew i was buying into them being better than expectation um i didn't think they would start off eight and three by winning against a couple of backyard opponents and then jumping up and biting a couple of high majors uh, like they have. So, Nick, your take on this game, maybe on uh, Boston College or St. John's? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of with you guys. St. John's is very weird to figure out, and I think they have a problem just, like, sending teams to the free throw line, like, 100 times a game. Like, it, Mac mentioned that West Virginia game. West Virginia shot 43 free throws that game. I can't yeah. believe that they didn't win that game. <laughs> they had 31 points from the free throw line. Um yeah, and then even with Boston College, like it was not that bad, but they still sent them to the line 28 times. So Boston College had 19 free points from the line. Um, they couldn't defend the interior. Like Boston College went 26 of 42 from inside the three. Um, I think Quinn Post is is a monster. I think he, I really don't want to get in front of his way either. And uh, Boston College has been good. And I think St. John's, again, like they're a good team, but I think they probably had a higher expectations um, coming into the season than what we've seen from them. Um, so I had no problem fading them today and locking up BC. I had my popcorn out for this one. There was plenty of scoring. This one finished 90 to 80. Michigan went on the road, pretty much never trailed in the second half against Iowa. Iowa was three and a half point favorites. We all picked the Hawkeyes. Colby locked Iowa. Did you lock Iowa as well, Mac? You're I, I stayed away. Game. I stayed away. Good win for Michigan, man. Uh, uh, McCaffrey obviously gets uh, – Toss. So I there <laughs> it was hilarious there, by the there's, way. There's I was I, not very I don't good. know why he I was, was not very good at all this year. Uh yeah, I, I think the difference for Iowa this year is like they don't have the kind the same kind of shot makers as they have in the past. Like you don't have a Luca Garza and you don't have the uh Murray twins here. Um your your best guy is Sanford, who seems to be a little bit inconsistent right now. Um but yeah, I I don't know what happened with McCaffrey there. Like um what had happened was nothing too uh, egregious in my opinion. It was a, uh, a foul call that I, th- I thought was a foul and that's not me being biased Michigan fan. I thought it was kind of weird that he got so upset about it. And then he got upset that he was tacked, which caused the second tack during the first tack and he was ejected from the game. Um, Nick, did you catch any of this game? What are, uh, your thoughts on maybe Indiana or Indiana Iowa's situation this year, or uh, is Michigan possibly first half good like they were in the first three games? 
Yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, box score watching this one for the most part, so I didn't really catch a lot of that, you know, the foul action or anything like that. Um, but I think these two teams, it's weird for me to kind of figure out these guys too. I haven't really backed either of them all year. I've kind of just been watching um, for the most part the Big Ten, really. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a big good win for Michigan. But, yeah, like you said, it was it was, it was a team effort for Michigan. Doug McDaniel not really having the best of nights, but everyone came together to put up 90 points. I mean, they had, what, six or seven guys in double figures this game, so – um, and like you said, too, the Iowa guards, like Sanford seems a little bit inconsistent. And like you said, they don't have like that main guy like Garza um, a couple years ago. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, and finally, I'll, I'll address this. There's been some rumblings, rumors, what uh, what have you. Um, so Greg Waddell, if those those of you don't know him, he's uh, a part of Sleepers Media and the Field of 68. He took a video at the end of the game. Um, where there was just some coaching havoc. Iowa was down 18 points with about a minute to go, and Iowa being Iowa, they didn't take out their starters. They're pressing the backups for Michigan, and they caused a couple of turnovers. Um, then Michigan had to call two straight timeouts uh, after failing to inbound it, and you have your uh, bench coach assistant, Sadie Washington, telling Phil Martelli, who's the active head coach, to put the starters back in, let's just close this game out. Martelli's like, no, 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 let this, let them figure this thing out. It's a little bit of adversity. They've earned the minutes or whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think it was personally Bush League on Iowa, but where was Jawan Howard in this whole situation? He was nowhere to be found in the camera angle. Um, you'd think like if your two assistant coaches and one acting interim head coach are discussing what to do with your current five players on the floor, that the original head coach would be in the conversation too. He just was not. Um, then after the game, there were a couple of rumors flying around. Um, maybe Juwan Howard thought that he was back in the uh, ultimate slap fighting league. I don't know. I don't know. Dust up. But I will say, like I have mentioned this on the show before, there's only one name that I would like to request. It is Brian Dutcher, blank check. Push it over to San Diego State. We'll buy him out. Uh, moving on, because I don't think it's going to be that serious. I think it's a lot of just rumors stuff right now. Um, St. Francis was winning this game for, a, like, not a majority, but like five or ten minutes. They were beating Iona, and Iona pulled away with a couple of free throws late. They went 61-54 to against the Red Flash. Colby was all over this one. He gave me a little bit of a nudge because, you know, I love the fade Tobin Anderson uh mac did you catch any of this game and oh my god i i locked battled you guys for a little fun here i didn't put a lot of money on this one i thought the line rate that it was that high but iona's not very good man iona's like you you mentioned it man i thought st francis might pull their third straight double digit dog outright win which would have been incredible so yeah they were definitely the right side good pick by you guys nick anything here no, I didn't really catch it, but I agree with uh, Mac. At least from what I've seen of Iona, like they're they're just not them this sucks. year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lipscomb they win seventy eight seventy one in the in state battle against Tennessee. Uh, Mac, who'd you take in this game? Colby had the Tigers plus six and a half. I was also on Tennessee State. Um, your thoughts? Points, points. Yeah, I mean, uh, good win for Lipscomb. Uh, Tennessee State's been a weird team this year too. Uh, Nick, anything here? Yeah, I had Lipscomb minus six and a half, and uh, I watched that whole entire game of Belmont, their last game, where they were like 
winning that whole game and then Belmont decided to try in the last second to cover the, or to, to get the outright win over them. But Lipscomb was in that one. And then I kind of like gave up on this game because Tennessee state was just getting six, seven point leads with like, you know, four, three, four minutes left. And I was like, all right, this is over. And then I get a notification that Lipscomb pulls it out at the end wins by seven. So uh, I definitely got lucky. Um, but I think Lipscomb is like a, a pretty frisky team. I don't think they're like going to make any big noise or anything, but I think against these, you know, these mid, you know, bottom 200 type teams like they can they can fight with them uh mac you were all over the like it wasn't by low this was like cellar like below basement like yeah. well water uh by low spot on oklahoma state minus five and a half they win it by 15 against tulsa your thoughts here yeah, they were covering from the first media on. Like it was, <laughs> it was the buy in the seller spot. Good job, Oklahoma State. Much needed. Uh, they drilled them. Never in doubt. This is one of those ones that's nice every now and then where you take a favorite. And you know me, everybody. I like the dogs. I, I bet dogs. I I'll bet eighty percent dogs versus favorites. But every now and then, it's nice to take a little favorite here. And they just never in doubt. Never in doubt. Uh, drilled Tulsa from the get go. Yeah, the guy that I gave out a shout-out for, P.J. Haggerty, he was basically a no-show. Most of his points were from the free-throw line. Um, Nick, did you catch anything of Oklahoma State-Tulsa? I did not. All I know, though, is that I will never back Tulsa. I think this program is a disaster. I mean, they were, what, 5-25 and last (laughs) year, and they still got the same coach. Uh, I'm not trusting those guys. Looking Looking at the box score, holy shit, Danny Dumb shit's right. 28 turnovers for Oklahoma and they State. Still by 15. That is <laughs> incredible. So That's so bad. <laughs> That's like almost as many turnovers as that team North Dakota State uh, had today. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, like that game, I, I guess you can point to something in the box score that said, "Hey, this is kind of where this team went wrong." Michigan State, on the other hand, I really don't know if you can point to one thing and say, "Like, hey, they're like this is where they lost the game." They just don't have a center. Like, that's that's it. Like, the opposing center, Rink Mast, who is a transfer up from Bradley, had 14 rebounds and eight points. His front court mate in Juwan Gary had 20 points. Michigan State just gets dominated down low. And then Nebraska, they hit some threes at the end of the game to pull away. Mac, you won this block battle. Both Colby <laughs> and I locked up Sparty. You yeah. were on the Cornhuskers with Big Red. Um, is Michigan State phony? Like, is this a good win for Nebraska? I I think it's a, it's always a good win whenever you can beat Izzo. But yeah, I mean, it, Michigan State is not a good basketball <laughs> team right now. Now, I will say, I am looking forward to betting on Michigan State in Big Ten. Play. I'm gonna bet bet. Uh, maybe I don't know if they're gonna have it fixed by then. But after uh, Christmas. And they're and they're a dog in some of these Big Ten games. I'm going to be all over Tom Izzo and Sparty. I can't wait. But uh, I mean, I good win for uh, Hoiberg, Lynn Sanity, aka Tominaga, baby, my guy. Uh, he got it going today. I mean, he he makes some fucking shots. I mean, what did he finish from the field? I he makes some shots out of his ass. Where I'm like, God damn, I can't believe he made that one. Uh, Tominaga finished three for seven from points. The, three for yeah, seven from he, three. He's good, man. He's good. That's what they do. Um, interested to see if they can make shots like they did in February last year when they were complete wagon. So good win for Big Red, and all of a sudden Michigan State 0-2 in Big Ten play. Nick, you used to be like an East Lansing uh, guy yeah. here. Um, 
What's going on with Sparty? I don't know. It's sad to see that this like <laughs> roster of guys just like can't get these wins. Like obviously they're you know being on the road going into a Nebraska team who's definitely a good team is is a hard spot to win. But this is a game that Michigan State should win, um, yeah. especially with this type of roster. So I was I was on the Cornhuskers as well, but I, it's it's sad to see that uh, just Sparty doesn't have it. But like Max said, when we get late into Big Ten play and especially like later in the season, like Izzo's going to get his guys going and we're going to get a really nice buy low spot. Michigan State. Now, yeah. now, Nick, let me ask you this: You're a Duke fan. Does I'm it concern fine. you that their only team that they've really beat is Michigan State? Yeah, like, I, I don't get the resume. Yeah, I don't know if you saw me tweet it like two weeks ago or last week uh, after we oh, lost yeah. to Arkansas. I said I think we just have to accept that Duke sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy that Duke and Sparty have North that, Carolina vibes of last year. Arguably, like Duke going into the season had the best roster on paper, and this yeah. team sucks. Like they're <laughs> they're just not good. Like I saw, I was watching, I was watching a recap yesterday, and people like the whatever I was watching Sports Center, whatever they're like talking about Duke getting a win over Charlotte. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> like we're we beat Charlotte. Who the fuck Your cares? Preseason number be, two. We can't yeah. beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, what are we talking about? Yeah, Mac, you kind of mentioned it with the the North Carolina of last year. I said that to you right after James Madison. Now, like, I was trying to pump the brakes as respectably as possible and not not sound like a a rivalry hater here, but this is a very similar situation in North Carolina of last year. They lose their uh, stretch four and Joey Hauser, who was the most efficient three-point shooter of last season's team. Uh, a big role in the March Madness run to the Sweet 16, which gained a lot of hype for them. Then, I mean, they knocked off a Marquette team that had a Tyler Kolick uh, broken pinky, I think, at the time. And then in the Sweet 16 game, they go to double or uh, at least overtime. Uh, Marquise Noel drops like 19 assists on their head. Um, If we're not talking about that March Madness run, um, I, I don't think this team's like as highly looked upon. And, if Colby's here, he's just swearing up a storm about preseason rankings uh, being a problem for the sport. Because I think it's just I, – I, I think that Michigan State is the victim of unfair expectations at the beginning of the season. Yeah, but the only thing that I will push back and why I can't say they're Carolina, because of the guy coaching them. Like, uh, Hubert Davis is still unproven, like John Shire. Tom Izzo hasn't missed a dance since 1997. So – I got to think that he's going to figure it out and they'll at least get to the playing game or be a 10 seed in March. So I don't know. I just, I, they suck right now. I'll be the first to say it. I mean, I bet the shit out of Nebraska and I wasn't scared. I'm like, yeah, it's a buy low spot for Michigan state, but they suck right now. They're not playing well. They're not playing well together, but they're, they're trying to figure some things out. So we'll see. I think Baylor might put it on them on Saturday. In the final game of four in Brooklyn, Temple edges out Albany. 78 to 73. I was on the Great Danes with the points. Mac, where were you in this game? Did you catch any of this one? Uh, I did not. Uh, the final game in Brooklyn, I took Temple. Um, this one was close. It was tight throughout. Um, and then Hajir Miller, Miller from uh, Temple, he had 28 points in this game, really kind of the difference um, as Albany didn't really have an answer for him. Nick, did you catch any of this one? I did not catch any of this one. <laughs> Michael Huffer says Temple Albany was a great main event. Final oh, game of the right. night. This was the main event for all of us. Uh, kind of kind of testy in the, in the final minutes. Grambling. 
plus 22 and a half, plus 23 and a half, wherever you Never got the number. <laughs> they, they come through. Uh, they hit a three and then a couple of free throws late. Washington State wins the game 83 to 65. Uh, the margin of victory was 18 points. Uh, Mac, what'd you see from Grambling that, uh, you know, got us across here? I did not watch one minute of this game. I will be <laughs> honest with you. I bet a shitload of money on the Dallas Cowboys tonight. So, unfortunately, I had to somewhat pull for them uh, against the fraudulent Philadelphia Disgusting. Eagles. Uh, hey, you know what, man? I, I wanted both teams to lose, but I said, if the Cowboys are going to win, I'm going to make some money tonight. Um, but I, I was just score watching. Grambling, I mean, it's hard to lay 22 and a half with fucking Washington State. I love Washington State, but that's a lot of points. Good cover grambling to clinch another winning night for us. Yeah. I, I was facing Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown in an important fantasy football matchup to get me into the playoffs. For some reason, I'm the second highest scoring team in the league, and I needed a win in the final week to get in. But now that I'm crawling in, people are afraid to you know play against me. Uh, Nick, final game of the night. Did you even care? Grambling, Washington State. <laughs> uh, same, same as Mac. I was just box score watching. I see that Washington State uh, didn't miss like any shots at all in this game. So <laughs> impressive by Grambling to not or to stay within that number. So good for them. Good program. Right. Yeah. Uh, game balls, real quick here. Um, Grambling. Nick, Just kidding. <laughs> Nick, you're the guest. Uh, you got first pick. Uh, we'll get two of them here as we go through here. Uh, um, game balls. I think you had to give one to St. Joe's for taking down Princeton at home today. I think they're deserving of one for sure. Good win for them. Mac, you're up next. Watch out. Moneyline Mac is on a Buffalo beatdown by 30 over the fraudulent Miami Hurricanes. Let's go. Colorado, let's go. I'm going to go with Memphis. They go on the road to College Station, third road game in a row. They pull off the upset victory. Uh, Penny Hardaway's Tigers, they get the job done. Back to you, Nick, for the fourth game ball. Um, I think we'll give it to Nebraska. I think even though Michigan State were saying, you know, they're they're pretty bad right now, not looking very good, it's still a good win for Nebraska being at home, getting a conference win. Um, so I'll give it mine to Nebraska. Mac? I just shit on the ACC, but I'll go with my ACC school, the only one I like, Boston College. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gets it done against <laughs> Slick Rick. Good win. Seriously, on a serious note, good win against St. John's in their home city. I know it's Brooklyn and they play in Queens and all that, but let's go. Uh, the final game ball that I will give out here will go to Fordham. They started the day off hot. They pulled off an upset victory over North Texas. Um, those are the six game balls here for today. Nick, uh, we had a fun thing planned here for you. Uh, a little bit of like a stock market game. Uh, since you're not always on the show, before we get into picks, for today's slate, and we granted we we don't have a very pretty slate, so uh, we want to get a gauge on some of the teams that you're liking this season, some of the teams that you're not so high on. Um, we called it just what teams are you buying, what teams are you selling. Um, hit hit us with a, a couple that uh, you were thinking. So I think one that we kind of already touched on is uh, is Ole Miss. I think we're we're getting we're seeing a, an undefeated team that hasn't played the toughest of schedules, but I think once they get into that a- uh, SEC play, um, we're going to see them really start to to take a couple L's and and drop further down in the rankings. So I think again they look really good right now. They're undefeated. You can't knock them for that. Um, but once they get into that conference play, they're gonna they're gonna get a beating. Earning brownie points from Matt. Good job, Nick. <laughs> bastards cost me money today <laughs> all right the next storm hit us um this is kind of like a question mark for me how do you guys feel about ucla 
Is there, uh, they're obviously not having the best of seasons. I think, you know, we had some high expectations on them coming in. Um, but I think this is kind of, you know, I don't, I don't want to be backing them heading into this, some of these big uh, opponents that they have coming up with Ohio State is their next game. Um, then they have CSUN and even going uh, hosting Maryland at home, I think is a game that Maryland can play with them in. Um, so I, I don't know how you guys feel about UCLA. During the Pac-12 show, I think I was the most vocally against UCLA just because there's a lot of new pieces, a lot of young pieces, a lot of European pieces that just needed to adjust mm-hmm. to the game of college basketball here in America. Um, Mick, Mick Cronin's a good coach, though. And I think there's going to be a time to if, – if you're, if you're going to find some spots to jump on them uh, and back them late in the season, like I'm talking like once a calendar flips – um, but yeah, not super high in the Bruins. I think they'll be a, a bubble team, to be honest. Mac. Yeah, I you, you remember when UCLA beat uh what was it, Sparty in the bubble year? I kind of yeah. feel like they're they're more along the lines of that. That was at the beginning of Cronin. Felt like he kind of was starting over this year after that core went to the final four, went to the sweet sixteen. Um they, it was a good run with that group, but it was it was it was time for definitely a, a new set of uh, guys now that they're now that they're out. So I think it's going to take a little bit. I think they're going to be good in February. How can anybody forget about that run? It, it was the the superstar that was Hep Cronin or Pep Cronin, the, uh, yeah. Mick Cronin's dad in the oh bubble. Like how how oh, can yeah. you forget about that? Every it single good, it was a good, minute. It was a good three year show. run, man. It was they had a good with that with that core, man. They good run. I mean, one, one one got to what the second weekend three straight years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And a final four. Uh just Gonzaga, their Achilles heel. Nick, yeah, back to you that. here. I think another team we touched on um is the Colorado Buffalo. I think we're getting a, a, a by high spot right now, especially after that stomping of Miami. But I think we touched on it too with our Pac twelve standings. I think um I don't know if anyone considered him to be really in the top you know, two uh, coming down to the end of the Pac-12, um, right? You know, regular season. But I think with that performance today, obviously they're going to struggle with Arizona and like Utah, like Rob in the chat mentioned. But I think this team with the Silva um, and Lampkin down low, I think, uh, and they got a lot of good guys on this team. This is a very impressive team, so I'm excited to see them. So I'm I'm ready to to back them heading into the season. You know, further in the season. You're going to get an agreement from both Mac and I there. A lot of people have heard us high on this Colorado team throughout the show. So let's just go right to your next team here. Uh, do you have anything else? Yeah. Um, again, this is another team. Well, I will make this the last one. Um, again, it's kind of a question mark for me because I'm actually impressed with how they've started the season, especially coming off last season where they were 11 and 21. Um, they have you know, a couple good wins over Grand Canyon, um, a really close loss against Clemson, which I won't knock them too hard on. But South Carolina is eight and one to start this season. Um, again, I think they'll probably struggle a bit in the SEC play when they play teams like Alabama, um, you know, Arkansas, Kentucky, things like that. But I think that this team might make a little bit more noise. So I don't really I don't know what to do with them. I don't know if I should keep the stock I have in them right now or if I should get rid of it while um, it's priced high. Mac, you're the former Gamecock. What do you think? So. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think I, I think they're gonna hit a wall in, in league play. There's Colby's the one that's coaches. yeah, yeah. Col- Colby's the one that's high on uh, on on this Gamecock squad. Uh, me personally, like I, I can maybe see it, but I also know there are some flaws on this team. Uh, I, I'm not too certain that they crawl outside of the cellar. I think they're uh, bottom four in the SEC still with Georgia, LSU, and Vanderbilt. Um, but yeah, they might be able to. They might be strong enough to jump up and bite somebody. I'll give them that. Yeah, I think they could get some some surprise wins in the SEC. So we'll end it with those. 
Alrighty, Mac. Let's hit the second ad before we jump into uh, December 11th college basketball picks. Oh, it's beautiful slate, and we are brought to you by on the College Basketball Experience Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, soccer bet with historical data and stats. Enter any parlay idea into the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get each and every leg broken down so you know which ones have the best value by hit rate. So stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users with researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft a more intelligent, data-driven parlay. Download the Hall of Fame bets, visit hofbets.com, code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All righty, we're back on the college basketball experience chat. Sorry, there's no over under tonight on my cocktail run. <laughs> Stocked up, and I had I got the cooler right here, baby. Come prepared on the college experience. You are prepared. for these eleven games. <laughs> All right, you, you want to take yeah. the reins? Yeah, yeah, I'll lead the way. Uh, let me pull up tomorrow's games because it's a dandy. Let's lead it off. We got day basketball here, baby. Let's go down to Texas A&M Commerce versus Northern Colorado. This game is at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, so day basketball. So this is a must bet for all of us. <laughs> Northern Colorado won the game last year, so I am going to take the home team. Um, in a pick em, I'll lock up Texas A&M, Texas A&M Commerce to get a little revenge here. Let's go. Right, who's coming? Or are we locked battling? All right. So you you said this was must bet. Um, oh, it's a must. It's, it's part yeah, of the show. It's, it's just TCE tradition. I was going to bet it anyway. This is my favorite play on the entire slate. Give you me bet. Commerce. They have there the 15th ranked strength of schedule in the country. They have competed at home very well. Um, and Northern Colorado, they are currently one and three away from home. Their one win was an overtime win against Chicago State that I don't think was very strong. So uh, give me uh, the lines of Texas A&M Commerce, my favorite bet of the day. Uh, I, the, the, the cocktail napkin has this one <laughs> minus seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's who possesses a value, if you're asking yes, me. Uh, Nick, who you value. got here? You got, you got to lock this. So Yeah. I'll ride with you guys in a pick them with the home team that's definitely faced a tougher competition. They'll be ready to take on a, a bottom 270 team in Northern Colorado. So give yes. me commerce. Oh, there that's like taking the four and six team against the six and five team. Triple lock for everybody on the Texas AM commerce. Friends to eternity. <laughs> this is the lock music tonight, baby. <laughs> this is all we're working with, baby. All right, that's enough of that shit. Turn off. There we go. Uh, all right, let's move along in the slate. We really need Colby to bring us his fucking music. Brian, I mean, we're, we literally have 11 games. None of them are that sexy. So you're going to have to jump into the mud if we're wanting some money on the slate. So let's go. Game one. I love it. Somehow I'm going to bet all 11 games. I'm going to talk myself into every angle. All right, let's go to – all right, let's go. This is a good one. Yale is going to the Quinnipiac. Yale's coming off a game where they lost as a 16-point favorite to Fairfield, right? Was it Fairfield? I know they lost a 16-point favorite. It was Fairfield, yes. But yep. they actually they played Friday against Colby Sawyer. Bring your pick, oh, Dundee. Yeah. yeah, don't forget about that game, man. They do have Kansas on deck. 
Um, <laughs> Yale. Yale's laying eight and a half. Quinnipiac seven and two. I think Quinnipiac is fraudulent. On a, on a game or on a slate where I got to force some blocks here, I like Yale a lot here in a bounce back. I know they played Colby Sawyer, Colby picked Dundee's team, but I like Yale. I think they're a much better basketball team. Give me Yale, lock it up. They're going to win the game by double digits. Noah, who are you on? Uh, I'm going to go with Quinnipiac. Not a ton of conviction behind the pick, but I'm questioning whether Matt Noling is completely healthy for Yale. Um, and since his injury, Yale has not looked like the same team. Uh, he might be playing through something. Uh, so I, I like Quinnipiac. I'm not very strong opinionated on the game, but that's where I'll go here. Yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable laying nine points with Yale, but I'm not really comfortable betting on Quinnipiac either because, like Max said, <laughs> I don't think they're that as good as a 7-2 and two, you know, record looks. Um, so it's a stay away for me. If I had to take it, I would take Quinnipiac with the points. Let's go Bulldogs. Uh, only me for a lock, so we got There's <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit there. Oh, I do love this next one. This might be my favorite play of the night. The Delaware Hens are going to Bob Morris. Bob Morris catching five. Uh, it was at actually five and a half. Um, shop around here. You can actually it's come down to five. So this thing opened at five, uh, five and a half, maybe even six. Um, like I said, favorite play of the night, a home dog here where I think their record is much better or their record is much worse than they actually are. They, uh, I, I think also Delaware is coming off the Xavier by game win. I think this is a great spot to catch the blue hens. You look at, uh, Bob Morris, they've lost six out of seven, but their strength <laughs> schedule has been good too. I mean, they, they played Wisconsin, played Youngstown, love, love Bob Morris here. They're going to win the game outright. I'll lock it up. Three for three. So, on the Mac, this Robert Morris team lost by 14 at Xavier early on in the season. Uh, I think Delaware is just a better team. You looked at uh, the or also early in the year, Robert Morris hosted my Point Park Pioneers. Shout out to the boys in the back. Um, not way. a very good team, in my opinion. They've got the one kid, Justice Williams, who's the transfer from LSU. I think it's a one-man show. I'm going to fade it. Give me Delaware here. You're going yeah, I, I'm I'm with Noah. I just locked up Delaware. I got four and a half. I'm going to take the oh. four and a half with Delaware. I think Robert Morse is just really shit. I think their offense is is horrible. Their bottom 250 in effective field goal percentage. They're 330th uh, in allowing field goals. Their two point defense is just horrible. I think Delaware is just the better team, and I think a you know a small two possession favorite. I'll take them. You locked this game up, Nick. I already we had a lock battle. Lock right. battle. I needed a little push. I just oh, need a you little guys push. Are going so down. Let's lock, in. lock battle music. This is what we're going today. <laughs> oh Lord, I don't <laughs> even know. We discussed lock this battle one. right here, baby. He's going. He's going rogue. <laughs> you guys are going down in one corner. <laughs> Nick and Noah are on Delaware moneyline. Mac riding with Bob Morris is a home dog all day. All right, get this shit off. Here we go. That's enough. Of that. <laughs> Moving along in this slate. Oh, my God. This is the worst. Come on, StreamYard. You guys got to be better than this. Uh, <laughs> let's go to oh, – this game is filthy here. Let's go to Columbia. They're headed to Fair Dick over here. Columbia's laying two and a half on the road. Nope. I'll take Fair Dick, but I, I'm tired of betting on uh, against Columbia and Fair Dick. This is a flip of a coin. I'll take the points because I think it comes down to uh, the last possession. You guys? 
Um, so I came into the day with two that I have already bet. This is one of them. Fairly Dickinson. What is Columbia? Who's Columbia to be laying points in a road game here? Kind of this, is, this is Fair Dick's first home game in three weeks, Mac. That's one of your favorite angles here. Um, oh, gosh. And, You're talking and into it. The Fair Dick, they have wins against Manhattan, NJIT, St. Peter's, they beat at home, who's been pretty feisty in non conference so far this season. So I'm on the Knights here. I think they might be able to get the Lions here. Oh, boy. I kind of, I kind of want to lay the points with Columbia. <laughs> I'm um, staying off this one because I'm freaking uh, Fairdick just won two back-to-back road games. I hate taking teams after back-to-back road wins. Go ahead, Nick. On your their first back. home game in three weeks, Mac. Come on, yeah, yeah I, celebrating. I can see the angle for both of those, and like you said, laying points with Columbia on the road. Like uh, I've watched this Columbia team play a couple of games because I've backed them, and they've they've kind of bit me in the ass where I've backed them. Uh, I don't know, man. It, honestly, to the over could be a look. I think both these teams play pretty fast, and Fairly Dickinson isn't playing a lot of good defense. The teams are only averaging 16 seconds, 16 and a half seconds per possession on offense against them. Um, and and Fairly Dickinson's defense is really bad. I think Columbia is a decent three point shooting team that can look to just put up more shots and get them to fall. Um, so I kind of lean with Columbia and the over here, but I don't think I'm locking anything yet. <laughs> 11 games slate, everybody. I mean, you're only going to get total leans once in a while, like once in a blue moon. <laughs> the totals aren't really dropped on this show. So, so Noah Bedick is locking up the fair dick, his favorite fair dick from March Madness. Tobin Anderson's not there. So fair dick for Noah Bedick. All righty, let's. Oh yeah, I'll take you to a lock. Uh oh, I think we just lost. Oh, it. He just disconnected. Yeah, he said. He said, "I've had enough of this shit slate." Uh, I'll take you to a lock right here. <laughs> the graveyard Sorry. is headed to New yeah. Hampshire. New Hampshire is laying fourteen points. Nope, 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 nope. Last time I locked up the graveyard, they almost beat UMass a little outright. They're going to hang in this ball game. Give me the graveyard. Stonehill, 1-10. It's going to keep this within the number. Maybe sprinkle some on the money line. Let's go, Stonehill, baby. Um, the best way I can describe Stonehill's Ken Palm page is Dustin Lynch's I'm Seeing Red because there's a whole shitload of red all over this page. Um, Stonehill, though, I think is the right side. I think we're getting too many points. Um, against the New Hampshire team that I, I think they have some good pieces. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I'm not I'm not very confident in this pick. They're coming off a Dartmouth loss on the road. They come back home. They're going to win this game. I think it's too many points, though. 14 points is so many to be laying with New Hampshire. Uh, if I had to take it out, I, I would take the points um, with Stonehill, but I – even I don't have the guts to be taking this game. Hey, Nick. Up with Nick's yeah, your, your, like, your microphone, oh. it, it might be switching microphones on you, by the way. Yep. One, so you're good. All good. I'm on the graveyard. I figured I would be on an island here locking up a team that's uh, lost nine in a row. But, hey. You're not. I'm with Stonehill on you. Or I'm, oh, you I'm coward. With... You're not locking it up. No. Give me the graveyard. Sprinkle some on the money line. They might win the right. They're due. They're so due. They sure says the audio is hilarious. Oh, let's go. I can't wait. I can't wait till everybody's best with Hampshire tomorrow. Everybody's going down. Um, 
Is it better? Yes, it's better. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay, good. good. <laughs> I was wondering what happened there. All right, let's Sorry. go. This this is an underrated game, guys. The Howard Bison are going to you. Underrated of game. This is the best game of the night. I know. I think it's well. I mean, <laughs> it's it's underrated because nobody's talking about it. Everybody's still talking about fucking USC losing to Long Beach, but you wouldn't even know that. Um, you know, Penn's off the Kentucky loss. I like Penn here, but this line reeks, man. Courtney loves here. I thought Penn would be laying more. Give me Howard. I'll take the points. Yeah, I'm on Howard too. Um, they haven't played in like two weeks, so they've got some fresh legs. Um, and you're talking about one day off and like after a Kentucky loss. Uh, to me, that's like playing a, a high major. You kind of it's a physical game more than you're used to. Um, I like Howard. Yeah, I think Howard can stay within this game. I think, like Max said, the line is kind of weird. I would expect uh, Penn to be laying more than four and a half, five points, whatever it is. Um, so I kind of lean with Howard there. And I think that number, we might it might get seamed up. I think people will probably see that number with that short number with Penn and bet it. So we might be able to get a better number if we wait a little bit. Agreed. All right, let's go to a game that reeks. This might be the reekiest uh, game of the slate. The Jacksonville Dolphins are six and three. They're headed down to Orangeburg, South Kakalaka here, baby. Oh, you know where I'm going. Jacksonville's Jacksonville's fraudulent. That record, that six and three record, is so padded up by the strength of schedule. Every time they played anybody, they've gotten drilled. Love South Carolina State as a home dog. They're going to win the game outright. Eric Martin's going to get a big home win like he did against North Florida. South Carolina State outright. Noah, where are you going here, baby? Uh, I need to see something from South Carolina State before I bet on just a, a, a smelly line. Uh, they lost by nine at home against Bethan Cookman on Saturday in their last They're game that I ahead. saw them. Uh, give me Jacksonville. Uh, I, I know they got absolutely blown to pieces against UCF, but they were on the road against a high major opponent. We're talking about SC State up against Bethune Cookman. Um, those are the two games that I'm comparing here. Uh, so I'm laying the points. Me, I can swag teams at home, baby. Nick, where are you going? Yeah, this is weird to me. I kind of agree with uh, Huff in the chat. Maybe take a look at the over here. I think both of these teams, uh, I don't even know. I don't feel comfortable laying points with either of these teams. Um, like Noah said, what has South Carolina State proven to me to, to lay? So, I don't All know. All right. Me, me, me in the graveyard of the Bulldogs. We're just over here locking it up. You're the one that's voluntarily doing it. They're going to win the game outright. Take the points. Keep keep those points. Bulldogs outright over the Dolphins tomorrow night. Uh, I'm tempted here to lock this up. Alabama A&M is going to Sanford. This game is somewhat regional, by the way. Alabama, they're about 45 minutes apart because we practice at Sanford when we played at Alabama A&M once upon a time when I was an Austin P. governor. Uh, I'm definitely taking the points. I'm not laying 18 and a half with Sanford. But I feel like the line's telling, telling us that they might get fucked up here. Uh, no, where are you going? I'm laying it with Sanford. I think they're pretty legit. Um, they already destroyed Alabama A&M's in-state uh, conference foe, Alabama State. Uh, did I say Alabama A&M? Uh, yes. Alabama State. They Sanford already beat 99-67. I think that's a very uh, similar opponent uh, to Alabama A&M. They might have even played already this season. But definitely similar in talent. Um, Sanford's been rolling. They've won seven games in a row. I'm laying the points with the Bulldogs. 
Yeah, uh, I think I'm what I'm going to look. I don't know if it's out yet, but I'm going to look at a Sanford team total on this one um, when it is out. Uh, Sanford loves to play fast. They don't uh, let teams play uh, or like hold the ball on offense either. They let them run their their possession and just get it out of their hands. So I think we're going to get a lot of possessions in this game. Same for A&M. They are not really stopping anyone on defense and their defense is horrible. So I think Sanford's going to be able to run up the score here. So once that line is out, I think it'll be probably in the high 80s. Um, I'm not afraid to to take that over with Sanford. I like that. Yeah, they, they play fast. All right, let's go to the best game of the night here. And I know Noah Phoenix been eyeing this puppy. <laughs> Mississippi Valley State, 0-9, headed to the kennel to take on the Zags off a loss. The Zags are laying 4-D. <laughs> 40. I did not stutter. They're laying 40. I'm so tempted to lock Mississippi Valley State. I think we have I, to, honestly. I am so tempted. Gonzaga's got – I know they're off a loss. Yeah, they have Gonzaga UConn on deck. Gonzaga has UConn on deck. Yeah, I'm doing they, it. They're, they they're host gonna lose by UConn, 33. too. They're going to lose by 33. Oh, yeah. they're not. It won't be close, but it'll be 36 <laughs> points. <laughs> I think I think this is one that you just take Mississippi Valley State, close your eyes, check the box score in about two hours, and just pray to God that's within 40. <laughs> Please, oh my please. God! You guys no, are making me it? do it. What's the cocktail nap could say? Forty and a half, uh, or no? The the cocktail nap uh, has it thirty-seven and a half. So oh, we got an extra only, possession, baby. Oh, we got a possession. Only a field goal. Damn it! You you gotta wait to bet this game. You can't bet it tonight. <laughs> Everybody's gonna bet Gonzaga on the bounce back angle and not really look at who they have on deck. Uh, I I. Gonzaga's going to have a ton of possessions. Personally, I think Gonzaga's going to have no problem scoring and being that. Well, yeah, they're like 40. And being that they're probably pissed off about losing to their in-state rival Washington, um, they're just looking for points in this game. I'm not going to bet this. Gonzaga's team total is going to be like 91. That could also be a look. Like <laughs> Mississippi Valley State's opponents are averaging 15 seconds per possession. LSU like, put up 106 points on Mississippi Valley State. You guys are hating. No, dude, I love Mississippi Valley State. I have an addiction. <laughs> I, I have I have an addiction to betting them because their <laughs> spreads are just so insane. And, and for what it's worth, Gonzaga put up 111 on Arkansas Pine Bluff last week. This has got to be a load management game, though. They just play on Saturday. Long, I mean, travel. You got to sit those guys out last ten. Minutes. I mean, there's no way they're playing their starters like 27 minutes a game, right? Yeah, now. man. This is Mississippi Valley State all day, man. Who I'll they, lock this, so... but I, I want to wait. I do agree. I want to see if I can get like a 44. Oh, that's. I don't know if he'll get that. High. If he gets that, I'll be shocked. <laughs> I will not bet Gonzaga here. No way. And I, I know the chat's saying they're going to drill them. Yes, I know that. They're laying fucking 40. I know they're going to drill yeah, we're not, them. We're, we're saying, not saying they're winning outright. <laughs> we know that they're going to get drilled, but I I think that they'll keep it within 30 to 35. How about this, guy's First half angle. Michael Hoffer. I don't know if he's meaning to say it for Gonzaga or Missouri Valley State. Oh, Zags for sure. Can, can the Delta Devils just hang in the first half? No. No. <laughs> All right, so second half. No, we're, we're we're banking on the back door where where you got John Stockton's three nephews that are freaking five foot five are in the game for Gonzaga, and hopefully Mississippi Valley State can bank in a couple free throws to uh, lose by thirty nine. That's yeah, when, the Mark Fee, when Mark Few's grandson is in the game, Mississippi yes. Valley State can backdoor it. 
<laughs> little little fucking Joe Few. Mm -hmm. Joe, yeah. Joe Few had five minutes against Arkansas Pine Bluff, two assists, one turnover, one personal foul. Yeah, perfect. That's what he's <laughs> going to do against Mississippi Valley State. All right, so I'm, so the I'm angle, passing. I'm locking it, but with an asterisk. I'm betting it tomorrow before the game. I'm not betting yeah, it right yeah. now at 40. I'm not getting enough 30, value. I, I want some bet it value. and forget it tomorrow. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Bet that it thing did. right before fucking tip, baby. They're, they're yeah. going to be getting 43-44. They might lose by 41. It's going to middle somehow. Maybe I'll <laughs> grab Gonzaga right now and grab uh, grab Mississippi Valley on the other end and be a real sharp. So, no, I'm not doing that. Let's go. Uh, all right, next up on the slate, interested to see your guys' take because this is, line has jumped. Dixie State is headed to Cal State Northridge. Dixie State's off the loss. Noah, do you know if there's an injury or something here? I this line look. jumped three and a half goddamn points. This makes no sense. Where Where is like it at right now? Three and a half. It opened as a pick. Three and a half for who? Cal State Northridge is laying three. I Yeah, yeah. I have Northridge. Like, I, I minus one and a half is what I picked it at for the picks page. I was borderline going to lock it if I got a nudge on the Matadors. I'll look. Um, I don't see anything on my end, but if you want to double check. I like Dixie, but I don't know. The line, I'm, I'm spooked by the line movement. And I usually don't get into that, but three and a half points on a Northridge uh, Dixie State game. Who knows what somebody, somebody's freaking poisoning somebody up there in the freaking uh, mountains of Cal State Northridge. I don't know what's going on. I'm staying away. Yeah, it's weird that it moved that much. I, I do like CSUN's defense. Um, I think, yeah. you know, they're pretty decent, but Utah, or sorry, Dixie State, Utah Tech, whatever you want to call them. Uh, they've, they've been good too. Their three point offense is, is pretty good. Um, I don't know. It's weird. That line movement is weird. No injuries. Again, I'm kind of like you. I don't really super care about it. Like, if I like Utah Tech, then that moving for me is good. Um, but I don't know. That's a weird, so it's a hard game. The uh, the actual injury that I, I dug up in this game is Deshaun Allen Eikens, who's an important player for Northridge, didn't play in the last game against Bethesda. Not D1, however, it's still notable. Uh, they, they could have rested him for a D1 game against Utah Tech, but right. I, I, I'm still on the Matadors with Northridge. I'm not going to lock it. But um, I got minus one and a half earlier. I'll take minus three and a half still. Uh, the cocktail napkin had this thing at minus four. Uh, CLV, maybe you're the one moving it with your cocktails. Mm. All right. Hey, who are you sending uh, that to, man? Yeah. Hey, you're freaking over there, freaking taking Jaeger bombs, moving lines. What the hell are you doing over there in that fucking basement in your little baron? All right. What do we got left on the slate? All right. Let me take you to a lock here. The New Orleans privateers, right? Yeah, privateers are headed to San Francisco. San Francisco's like 19? No. They can San Francisco should not be like 19 points. You're on the wrong side of this. No, I'm not. Lock <laughs> battle me. You can't. I'm not betting this. This is an insane game to bet. I'm all over the privateers. You think this is a letdown spot after Vanderbilt? San Francisco is just a better program than Vanderbilt right now. 19 points? They beat DePaul by 16. They beat Purdue-Fort Wayne by 16. They're a good team. They beat Minnesota by uh -oh. 18. They beat San Francisco by 32. The privateers are better. 
They're and they're coming uh, off the Vandy win. You're right. They're coming off the Vandy win. I'm a, all over. It's not a letdown. They're a better program. They went into that game knowing that it's they a, would win. It's an SEC opponent. I'm all over it. They they New just Orleans. played. They, they just played three straight high majors. You think they're going to get up for uh, New Orleans? No way. New Orleans lock got, it up. New Orleans got drilled by 28 to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's good. They're in the Big Twelve. Dude. <laughs> Oklahoma State beat Tulsa by by about thirty tonight and had thirty turnovers. They're a good team. New, New Orleans has three wins against non D ones, and their only D one win is against Central Arkansas. By low spot, here we go again. Lock up New Orleans. It's gonna hurt. I'm you all are nuts. I'm and not laying the points 13, with the lock, but you, you are take that nuts, cocktail map and wipe your ass with it. <laughs> Where are you guys going? No lock here. Uh, well, I've already voiced my uh, my opinion, Nick. What are, what are you going here? Yeah, I think this. Uh, I don't want to lay those points, but <laughs> if, the thing the thing is, is like uh, I think Trevor said in the chat, like USF team total is a definitely a look. I think it'll be like 83, but I think if they score that many, I think they're going to cover the 20 points too. I don't know if new Orleans is going to be able to put up, you know, <laughs> mid sixties. So I guess, I guess I'm leaning towards San Fran minus the, minus the points. They just blew their wad with 82 points against San Jose state. And that's what effort. I'm that way. Yeah. They were. Right the game. The game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, sure. You could tell yourself that San Fran is much better than San Jose state. They, 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 were, winning, they were, they were winning for 25 for, or 25 minutes of that game against San Jose. They should have won the game against North Dakota where they were overtime too. And they should have probably beat Minnesota where the golden Gophers beat them by 33 to go along with that 28 point loss to Oklahoma state. So I think San Francisco is better than both of those power five basketball teams. Danny, dumb shit. Wait till I run this table with this beautiful, this beautiful lineup I got on this card. The grosser, <laughs> the, the more, the more it's gross, the more I like it. My, uh, my numbers are saying I got good value on uh, my privateers. So, where's my, fu- where's my theme music? Where's it? There it is. Your numbers are your beers. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Let's go, privateers. <laughs> Lose by 15, man. All day. They're banking a couple of shots. All you day. Were nuts for locking this one. And you said this was a. Uh, you said the you same thing this... about Coppin State, uh, Alabama AM, and the graveyard the one time. They all fucking win. They're good teams. They keep you, I can't believe you started off the handicap with one of my favorite bets of the day. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. It's a limited slate in his defense. <laughs> You're nuts. Oh, you guys are going down on this one. You didn't lock it though. Um, no, <laughs> I'm not crazy. Right. Let's read off. <laughs> let's read off the locks. If I can read my handwriting, been drinking all day, freaking yelling at the TV during all these games. All right, I'll lead it off with the standalone game, and this is a triple lock. We're all on Texas A&M, A&M Commerce against Northern Colorado. That they're the Lions, right? Uh, no, Northern Colorado's the Bears. The Commerce is the Lions. Yeah, love it. Um, all right, we're on commerce here. Uh, I'm gonna lay it with the Bulldogs here in a bounce back, um, against Quinnipiac on the road. Yeah, yeah, the Bulldogs, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave three off, three off on purpose, just so when you're reading it off, I'm gonna interrupt you and say, Oh, yeah, I'm locking that up too, like Colby does to me. So, uh, <laughs> you asked for me to interrupt you the first game. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever you say. You and your freaking cocktail napkin over there. Wait till the privateers win tomorrow. Oh, that name uh, sticks. <laughs> Shit on the wall, but it's yeah. <laughs> the Yale, Yale Bulldogs lay it against Quinnipiac. Bob Morris outright over Delaware. You take the points too. Home dog there. Love it. Love that spot. Love another one here. Another home dog. South Carolina State. I got a bunch of Bulldogs here tomorrow. They're going to beat Jacksonville in a nice spot in Orangeburg. I'm on the graveyard once again, going back to the well of the great graveyard at New Hampshire. They're getting 14. Take it. Let's go. And, of course, I'll take my private tears in the late window at San Fran. And uh, the last one, we're going to wait till uh, right before tip, and we're going to bet Mississippi Valley. Once we're 5-0, and we'll have a little bit of a – Commerce money, Bob Morris money, graveyard money, bulldog money. I have all kinds of money, and I'll bet on Mississippi Valley State, and then I'll just black out, and it'll be good. So that's it for me. Um, I, I, so I'm going with uh, A&M Commerce, uh, the, the first game of the day. That's my favorite lock of the day against Northern Colorado. Uh, Commerce's schedule has been actually really good, 15th on Ken Palm, and Northern Colorado's 1-3 away from home. Their only win is in overtime against Chicago State. Uh, the second one is minus four and a half with Delaware at Robert Morris. I just think Romo is a one-man team with Justice Williams. Um, and I, I don't think they're very good. When my alma mater is competing with you in a basketball game and it's they were winning for 30 minutes of it, I think you're phony. Um, and then Fairleigh Dickinson, plus two and a half against Columbia um, Columbia does not belong laying points anywhere, uh, especially on the road. Um, and this is Fair Dick's first home game in three weeks. They've been competitive at home. Uh, I think they catch the Lions here in a good spot. So those are my three bets here for Monday's slate. All right. Uh, I'll go into mine. I'm with you guys on uh, Commerce. Definitely going to take that at noon. Got to watch something while we're at work. Um, then I'm with Noah with Delaware minus four and a half against Robert Morris. Um, and I think. Uh, I'm going to go against you guys. I'm, I'm going to lock up Columbia minus two and a half for safety. Ooh, I, yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to let them, I'm going to let them kill me one more time. I'm going to ride with them, take Columbia minus two and a half. And then uh, once Sanford's team total is out, I'm going to lock that up. I'll take it anywhere up to like 88 and a half. I think it should open right around 86 and a half. Um, I don't know if I, if we have it, but that's definitely what I'm going to lock. And then like Max said, I think if we wait a little bit, uh, maybe early tomorrow morning, we'll get Mississippi Valley, hopefully over that 40 and a half, 41 mark. Um, and I'll just take that just because I hate myself. Uh, we, we need it above six touchdowns. It's what we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, I, th- I think if they can limit Gonzaga to just you know a couple touchdowns, maybe backdoor yeah. with a with a punt return or something, that uh, will be good. I don't know how many more of these gross ones I gotta hit for you guys in the chat. You guys keep doubting me on my beautiful gross ass teams that keep cashing left and right. So uh, that'll do it for another edition of the College Basketball Experience. Pick Dundee's back tomorrow night. Um, like I said, it's going to be a week slate every single night this week. Unfortunately, kids are in finals, finals week. Yeah, even though uh, where, where's it at? Academics number one, basketball <laughs> number two. Um, yeah, he, so, for uh, audio listeners, he's holding up the number two when he said number yeah. one. Yeah, these fucking kids don't go to class. That shit's overrated. C's get degrees. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm Moneyline Mac. Uh, he's Noah Beanick. He's Nick Famalot, and thank you, Nick, for stopping by. You want to plug a couple things before we get out of here, man? What yeah, no, I, 
Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me got, uh, hop on. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter, at CBV Nick. It's on the screen. Um, and then also we got a pod with some of the guys in the chat, TVDBJ and Huff, at Pump Fake Pod. Um, you know, trying to follow in these guys' footsteps, doing some college basketball, uh, you know, content over there as well. Good stuff. Love no it. doubt, baby. No doubt. Go check out those guys. Go check out Noah Beanick. College baseball experience will be going before we know it, man. I hope you know that. Conference preview season is already kind of starting <laughs> up a little weird. Uh, the the uh, what, finals week is a perfect week for me to start doing some conference prep for college baseball. And we might look into a bracketology episode this week, so make sure you got all the notifications turned on. Seems like a good time. Everybody's played about, what, eight, nine games, got a more, more of a sample size. We won't go three hours like we did the f- first time. We wanted to break down the actual process, so it'll be more – just slotting teams this time around. So go check out the main sports gambling podcast with Ryan and Sean. I know Sean's uh, down a little bit tonight after his Eagles, but go check out those guys. Go check out it'll the college football experience as well. It'll be an entertaining show at the very least. Oh, it always <laughs> is. Go check out the college football experience, him and the bottom line bombs tomorrow. Colby will be there tomorrow as well. Go check out the SCS experience. And go check out the Big 12 experience with me and Rush and Troy. Best league in America, hands down. Can't wait to get Colorado. Arizona, Utah, and Arizona State. So that's all I got. I'll see you guys tomorrow night with Pick Dundee back as pilots, and I'll be back just making jokes on the side. So we'll see you guys tomorrow night, and we are out of here.